This Fantasy Life. Welcome to This Fantasy Life, a fantasy football podcast for our league and yours. We're in a good mood tonight. I'm Chris. Absolutely. I'm John, and it's season four, episode seven of This Fantasy Life. Uh, Strap one on and hang on because it's a big episode. Oh, light the tires and kick the fires, big daddy. That's it. And who else is with us today? Who is it? Is it royalty? It's royalty. It's the king. Always. Oh, that's me. That was my. Sorry, I missed my cue there. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Good we're, we're going kind of fast. We're virtual. King. We're social distancing, but we're still podcasting. We're a fantasy football podcast based in the Central Ohio area. Every single week, we recap our league and follow some storylines. We recap the previous week in fantasy football and then give you advice for the following week. And then we also recap leagues around the Central Ohio area in a segment we like to call The Bus. And it sometimes like we make we, fun of people. Oh my gosh, we make fun of people. <laughs> uh, we read uh, team names. Uh, many are inappropriate, and I stumble through them hilariously. Nice. Uh, which, um, good news, Paul Jenny actually submitted their standings this week. I again, think they took last not, week off. I think off. I have not previewed those names again, so look forward to um, some inappropriate um, comments on behalf of me. Um, but yes, every single week we recap other leagues. Uh, we, if you want to come on and talk some smack or send in some smack to give to your teammates, you can email us at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. We got some emails this week. We're going to be getting into the mailbag later on. You can also hit us up. On Twitter, at TF Lifers. Johnny, I saw the Twitter activity getting a little hot this week. Yeah, I finally got on for a while. It's been, it's been a while. You know, after this whole cancel culture, I was afraid to actually put anything on just because. And I still might be canceled because I think I made fun of old people this time. But uh, Tom Brady thinking it was fourth down was hilarious. Man, we and try to not be at- ageist here. Holding those four fingers up and looking around, like, is it fourth down? Uh, it was, it was, it was classic. Man, good Tom Brady impression, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been working on that one. Giselle. Now I have to, yeah, Giselle, move over. <laughs> All right, enough of our impressions, hilarious <laughs> as they may be. Let's look back at week five. And the first thing we do, unlike all those other prognosticators like Matthew Berry and Cutie Patootie Field Yates, every single week we fess up to how we were wrong. All right, King, you're the king. You get to go first this week. What were you wrong about in week five? Um, I was wrong about the Ravens running backs. Uh, which is also a little bit of a tongue twister, it turns out. Uh, but I you know, talked about how they were going to run all over Cincinnati and our defense is terrible. Uh, and I think the three of them combined for 10 points. So Yeah, I was actually uh, – I've, I've been doing some running back shopping um, on the waiver wires. And in my other league, Mark Ingram was available, which I was pretty surprised by. But, yeah, he has not had a great season. Dobbins has kind of had some flashes here and there. But, yeah, now I did a little bit more research, and turns out they have Lamar Jackson, and I guess that's all you need. Well, you know what? Lamar Jackson is even getting heat. Of course, there's no way he could uh, redo his MVP season from last year, but he's rated, like, number four or five in quarterbacks this year for uh, different – I think he's only gotten, like, 77 rushing yards, and he did 50 of those on one – rush a few weeks ago right uh, so he's he's you know i don't know that i would be wrong to say he's not having the same year as last year because if they're still winning why would you uh right. you wouldn't want to risk your quarterback but he's not the same quarterback that he was last year yeah part of me thinks like you would rather have dobbins right now just because of the youth and the flash but you gotta you gotta think that eventually like they can't spend an entire season not using their running back so this could be just like a feeling things out still in week five but it's been kind of a weird um, year, if you haven't heard. I've heard some weird things about this yeah, year. Some, yeah, some that's almost over, though. So. Almost happened. Mm-hmm. I think all the big stuff's over for this year. Like, I think yeah. we're going to have a pretty smooth couple of months. Same feeling. Um, John, speaking of being wrong, what were you wrong about? 
Well, thank you, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who had a really good game last week. But I picked Debo Samuel to have a, have a good game. And, and yeah. I mean, he did if you were thinking that anything more than two points was going to be a good game because he got three fantasy points uh, this week uh, playing with those San Francisco football 49ers. So, yeah, Debo. Yeah, calling them football 49ers is a bit of a stretch after right. what they did on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yes, I had nothing good to say. It was very bad. <laughs> it was embarrassing <laughs> to watch. Uh, our good friend Kyle, who's in the big league, um, he's a Dolphins fan. So we rarely text during football Sundays, but for some reason, he was uh, he was pretty vocal on the text this week. Can't imagine. Can't imagine why. Why? Yeah. Um, I got some predictions right, but I was wrong about um, who to start. Um, so Michael Thomas. Uh, he's a pretty he's a pretty good football player. Um, he's been out. I think we mentioned this last week. Michael Thomas owners, I believe we even said we're pretty eager to get him back in their lineup. So here I was Sunday, Michael Thomas in my lineup in my other league, and then we get a little get a little buzzy buzz on the phone from the ESPN. Michael Thomas is not playing Monday night because he uh, got into a little tussle during practice. So I am scrambling for a receiver, and I'm like, all right, I'll pick a Saints receiver. I pick up Trey Cron Smith, start him. That was a mistake. Um, Trey Cron <laughs> Smith play is for not. Uh, he plays for the Saints. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he is not the receiver that I thought he was going to be. The Saints seemed like not the team we thought they were going to be as well, even though they squeaked out a win on Monday night. Um, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, as we're going to find out later, uh, had a had the bigger night and. You know, we talk about those teams a lot that you can't really predict which player is going to go off. The Saints receivers is for sure one of them. Uh, but hopefully Michael Thomas gets his act together and is back playing football next week. Do we know who he was tussling with? Is it, has that ever come out? What happened? Or? I think it did, but I didn't recognize the name. Um, yeah, you got to imagine pretty serious, though, if they're going to sit your you know stud receiver. Yeah. yeah All right, more know. on to positive news. Let's talk about how we were right. You may be right. I may be crazy. Brought up Tom Brady earlier, Johnny. He was my hate that guy last week. Only managed to put up 14 points. Could barely tell what time it was during the game. Um, you know, last week we were pretty down on the Buccaneers and Brady. But actually the week before, Brady had a huge game, which, um, you know, our um, elite football knowledge uh, seemed to forget. <laughs> Um, but this week against, we were against accurate. which team? Uh, who's, to, who's to say? There's no way of knowing. Um, <laughs> but we were correct last week in predicting that he would be crappy in week five, only 14 points. And um, we shouldn't talk too much about the Cowboys game as well. The one positive was my love of that guy was C.D. Lamb, and he kind of turned out for 22 fantasy football points. Young guy getting out there. Yes, sir. And I took your advice and started him. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. John, were you right about anything? Um, I think I was. You're probably going to say not. Is 14 points enough for a running back? It's something. Uh, it's something. I said that the Cincinnati running back, Joe Mixon, would not have a good game against the Ravens. And he did get 14 points. So I don't know. Maybe that is considered a good game. But he was – I mean, it took him 24 carries at 2.5 yards a carry Lord. to get those 14 points. And he had a couple of receptions. So I feel like I was kind of right, but I guess if you're a fantasy player and you're okay with your running back scoring 14 points, uh, maybe. Brandon, are you okay with 14 points? Um, I mean, from Joe Mixon, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, so maybe I wasn't exactly right about that, but I'm going to say I was. I think you were. Okay. King, talk to us about how right you are. Oh, I don't, I don't think I got anything right last week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Such a downer when that happens. Yeah, week five was not a good football week for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we were talking earlier about um, you know running backs being pretty pretty scarce this this year. So I think fourteen points. You know, I'd be I'd be pretty happy to see fourteen points out of running back right now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I my running back stable is pretty solid. So yeah, you're you're kind of drowning in them. Yeah. Let's talk about some news around the NFL this week. Um, in our league, specifically, we were able to add a second IR spot for COVID. Ooh, finally. Well so done, Commissioner. Our commissioner, yes. I mean, we, we talked about that before work. the draft, so um, uh, very timely. I mean, the computers are slow. The World Wide Web is a tricky mistress, mm-hmm. uh, but you yeah. figured it out. I think um, he was waiting for the printed league. version of our newsletter. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. 
yeah, if you if you would like a transcript of this fantasy life, <laughs> send us a carrier pigeon and we'll get it right out to you. Um, yeah, new IR spots. I imagine many leagues are exploring those options um, because it seems like they're getting pretty necessary. And I guess, again, the big news, apart from some major injuries, as we have every week, um, is COVID. We had a Tuesday night football game this week. Broncos Patriots completely uh, postponed a week, and then that had a trickle domino effect. Um, so, yeah, last week we brought this up, and I don't think anything was better. Well, Melvin Gordon got a oh, DUI. Yeah. Yes. And I, I just I read this, and I just think it's why it says, Denver Broncos running back Melvin Gordon was cited last Tuesday for driving under the influence and could now face league discipline, discipline as well as some questions from the team. I like that last part. What do you think the team's going to ask him? Like, were you partying or how much yeah. did you – I mean, I don't know that there need to be any questions, but uh, that could be an issue coming up. Of course, those Denver Broncos uh, are a pretty solid team. So without Melvin Gordon, they should be able to produce about the same as they have. Uh, certainly been um, – he's been kind of a disappointment for them. I don't know if you have him on your team, probably going to hold out. Uh, of course, the other thing is Le'Veon Bell got uh, kicked out of, off the Jets team. He's done. He's now a free agent on uh, in the in National Football League. It, I think he has to wait until it might be the end of the day today. And, of course, word on the street is that he will be picked up pretty quickly once he clears, uh, I guess it's a waiver free agent wire or something like that. He's not a, on the waiver wire for the NFL. I think he just becomes a free agent. Uh, so, uh, I mean, they were willing to drop a bunch of dollars to drop him from the team. So he's been a, a problem. I think he is going to be a good pickup. Yeah. So they owe them like 20 some million dollars still, I heard, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, yeah, I agree. Again, we were just saying how running backs were scarce. They're getting hurt left and right. Um, I agree. I think, especially if he gets into the right system, I think that's different for a running back, you know, maybe with a young quarterback, um, somebody they can rely on. Uh, yeah, I agree. I am um, eager to see where he ends up. Well, Adam Gase is a douche nozzle, so he's he is not uh, he's not doing anything <laughs> helping himself by getting rid of Le'Veon Bell. But he wasn't using him right. Bell's right, and uh, if he gets gets a team that has a decent offensive line and a professional quarterback, you know, I think he he might uh, return to the Le'Veon of, of old. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, we, we should say, Groveport, Columbus, Ohio, a native, Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I think that the Jets might not be a great organization. <laughs> I feel like every other year they're in some kind of tussle with a player like this. You're going to have to provide some evidence for such an outlandish statement. <laughs> All right, let's continue recapping week five and talk about some specific players. Let's talk about some players that were surprising on my bench. Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the Chargers in general last night. Boy, Justin Herbert, they're just an offensive machine. Uh, Mike Williams at 29 points. Um, not sure if that's going to be sustainable, but that's pretty surprising. Uh, King, who surprised you? Uh, the Niners. Oh, <laughs> like, oh not, man. Not to man. rub it in, but I had Debo Samuel, who's been sitting in my IR until this past week. Uh, I picked up Brandon Ayuk at your recommendation. Yeah. Um, and they obviously both had terrible games. Yeah. Um, turns out if you lose your defensive rookie of the year and uh, another top five defensive lineman, um, not great. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did not look good. And if you, had half, a, to say the least. if you had a 2019 that was as if you sold something to the devil, yes, it does look yeah. bad for 220. Yeah. Uh, my um, surprising player? Johnny. I I challenge you. I looked his picture up. I looked him up on Google, and he doesn't even have a picture on Google. Uh, it's it. Chase Claypool. He mm. was a second round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and last week in pretty much his for his debut performance, seven catches, 110 yards, four touchdowns, 44 fantasy points. Um, he has played in other other uh, places, uh, other games. And he's gotten 17 points was his maximum, but what a breakout day. Yeah. I, I, he's uh, one of those guys. Picking him up left and right on the waivers. Well, I looked it up. 13% of the world has him. So uh, that he is available in a lot of places. I like it. He was a second-round pick for, for the Steelers. Uh, and they really I, I think they felt like getting him was a lot like how the Cowboys felt about getting CD. So uh, maybe he is a star in the making. 
Yeah, uh, from Notre Dame, it turns out. Hmm. Um, I'm going to hold that anything... against him. Oh, no. Okay, you said the Niners are crazy. Yeah, I'm going to bring that up again. All right, let's talk about some decisions that people made on their bench that were pretty bad. I went up against the commissioner this week. Um, he benched Emmanuel Sanders, 26 points on his bench being wasted. It would have made the game much closer than it was, um, but uh, the commissioner did not start him, so I took the win there. Um, King, were you observing any pretty rough bench decisions this week? Um, you know, I really didn't see any. Oh, my golly. Um, In the auto draft team, the Ravens scored 25 defensive points against Cincinnati. Which is amazing, but of course, Autodraft is having that kind of season where he still got 14 points from his Rams defense. In another game, somebody started the Chiefs defense, and they got negative five points. I forget. I was going to look that up. I forgot who it was. But, it was, it was um, me. <laughs> and if uh, Donnie Dump Train would have uh, played Matson, he'd have gotten 18 points in his flex, and he probably would have won that game. Oh. Smart managing that mm. we need here in the league. I mean, we talk about it, you know, with great management, you'll go we far. Do. All right. So after week five, where do we sit in our league? Um, in the Christian Bale division, as you said, auto draft team cannot be stopped. They are five and oh. Uh, looking uh, behind all the losers like Puppet Master at three and two, uh, Zika League two, two and one. Uncle Donnie at two and three and the commish in the basement still at one and four. Schilling, John's pick to win the league. Um, got another win. He's at four and one. Um, Houdan the Blowfish at three and one as well. John and I finally got a win off the snide and we we're at two and three. Um, Hans, however, Peach Fuzz this week um, is <laughs> 0 and five. And as much as he can buy some things in life, he cannot buy a fantasy football win. Buy a win. Boy, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything about the Browns because, of course, they are the Browns this year. But man, Hans's team uh, for the last two years—how many losses? A uh, lot. It's, been, it's been bad. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think he still knows how to play fantasy football. The season's still young for him. I was surprised so, to see that he picked somebody on, up off the waiver wire. Yeah, see, he's still out there. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right, so we're recording on a Wednesday, a day late this week, uh, because of the delayed game that played, was played on Tuesday. Um, so the waiver wire is kind of funky. Uh, I think most leagues pushed some things back a day, but some did not. So instead of doing going down to the wire, we're going to bring back a fan favorite from last year, and we're going to go and take some deep cuts. Now it cuts like a knife. But it feels so right. That feels so right. <laughs> um, all right, so deep cuts. This could be a player that no one's thinking of, a player on the wire or on the waiver. It could be a player deep, deep, deep in your bench who we think is going to go off this week. Uh, King, talk to us about what you're cutting with your knife. Um, I think if you are streaming quarterbacks um, uh-huh. and you're desperate. Uh-oh. Uh, you could go for someone along the lines of Jimmy G. Oh, <laughs> man. Who is only averaging 10 points a game and is available in 65% of weeks. It's Spooktober, and, and, you know, we're talking about some scary things here and there. Um, but that's, that's terrifying. That's a terrifying suggestion, Brandon. Oh. <laughs> um, John, recover um, from <laughs> well, I, I, I was quickly running to my waiver wire to see if he's still available. <laughs> uh, one of the guys that, that I know that in our league uh, was dropped and is on the waiver wire and has kind of been overlooked. And now that Sammy the Hammy Watkins is, is going to be out for a couple of weeks, McCole Hardman is available. And I want me some of that Kansas City offense. Uh, so I think he might be somebody that's going to see some, uh, some more action now that Watkins is on the bench. I like it. Uh, my deep cut is Chase Edmonds over there in Arizona. They've been kind of high flying this week or this year. Um, everyone thought that, um, the running back, uh, with a name that 
I can't think of right now. I keep thinking Kyler Murray, but that's the quarterback. Um, Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake, yes, thank you, King. Kenyon Drake was going to be the lead back there. But Chase has really had some fresher legs and has been um, involved a lot in the passing game over in Arizona, which just seems like uh, they like doing that with Kyler Murray. Um, so, yeah, again, running backs, uh, kind of hard to find, pretty pretty scarce. Uh, Chase Edmonds, probably somebody that you look at for the future. Um, all right. I've seen that Let's, name. Yeah, yeah, he's a person. Mm-hmm. Um, Okie dokie. Let's go to our next segment where we talk to each other about some things that we're worried about in this segment we like to call the Weekly Worry. Is there music? No, we don't have music for that. Oh, no. Well. Yeah, what would it be if there's a suggestion for what kind of a drop we could have for weekly worries? We'd take that suggestion. Yeah, email us at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail or hit us up on Twitter at tflifers. I am worried because I'm thinking about a trade, and um, I don't do that very often. But I have got George Kittle, pretty good tight end. I also have Johnny Smith, who turns out is an a very good tight end over there in Tennessee, put up 20 more points this week, last night, dare I say. Um, so I'm thinking about trading Janu. Um, what do you think his value is in terms of a trade? Well, we were talking about trades before, and, and King has the right idea. It really comes down to what you need or mm-hmm. what, what you want to get before you – I mean, you know, the, the it's wide open for a tight end. I, I don't know if you could get a running back one or two you have to have right. something else. That's what um, I need is a running back. Yeah, you, you might. I don't even know if you could get a flex running back for that um, because tight ends are just so hit and miss. I could pair him with like a Mike Williams maybe? Yeah, well, Mike Williams has some upside for sure. And then uh, like, yeah, you could probably get a running back. Hmm. Um, All right. I give, but like you said, there are very few people that have running backs to give. Yeah. And that's going to be an issue. I mean, I do, but it's just because of great fantasy football management. Well, yeah, knowledge, you know, with yeah. them. Uh-huh. And I don't need a, I don't mm-hmm. need a tight end. Well, because you already got a tight end. Yeah. You have a nice tight end. Yeah. It is yeah. the tightest of ends. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, what are you worried about? Oh, you know, there's this thing going around that, uh, that's been happening that I'm kind of worried about. Uh, but for me, the, my worry continued. It's just a weekly worry. Number one is that I, I don't want to have to wear the dress. And number two, um, I, I have these. I have a bunch of running backs, which I now have the three running backs that I want so I can have a running back in my flex. I hated having a wide receiver in my flex. But now I have four wide receivers that are all pretty much sitting in the same spot on the position rank. And each week I have to try to fumble around. Last week I put in C.D., Keenan Allen, and Beckham. And all of them got 10 to 14 points. But I kept kept D.J. Moore and Marquise Brown out. And Hollywood got 19 and D.J. Moore got 19. So every week I have that same worry. Who am I going to sit as a wide receiver that's going to go off while the other one doesn't? Or is Keenan going to show up on your injury report? Uh, yeah, he's got he's got some spasms. So I, I get I get you one less worry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's a matchup thing. I think you have to look at matchups, and and you're right, I me. Mean, but I think if you know, it wasn't like you were seeing a twenty, thirty point swing in those decisions. They're all at least in the same ballpark. Yeah. So mm-hmm. rest easy, my friend. But no, it's just that if you lose by three points, it's because you didn't made that oh wrong God, decision. Yeah. You feel stupid. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, King, what about King? Can, King? Yeah. Can we soothe any of your worries? Uh, you can try. I am also worried about my wide receivers. Uh, kind of in the same boat. Like everybody's just kind of on the same playing field. You got uh, Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin, uh, Debo, and Michael Gallup. Um, and like any week, any one of them could go off, and any week, any one of them could bust like you wouldn't believe. So, mm-hmm. well, I really like Gallup. Um, especially with the red rifle being in there. I think Gallup's going to be – like, I, I could see him really being, like, a security blanket for Andy Dalton. Um, we're going to talk later about some Cowboys receivers that I don't like. Um, but I think Gallup is – you know, he runs a lot of those, like, ends and plants and um, the, the fun little routes that go – the crossing routes in the, in the front where they, where they cross across the field. What was that, um, a crossing Gallup, route? 
I think it's in the column. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallup runs those lots. I think, yeah, I think he actually could be a nice solid start for you, King, now with uh, Andy Dalton, your, your boy over there in Dallas. Always Some people call those slants. Uh, Gallup, what a catch uh, to put them in field goal position for Zerline to kick the winning field goal last week. You must have felt good about that. Uh, I did, except that he was on the bench. Oh, you mustn't have felt that good then. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, those are hard. I think, it, at least for me, my final strategic moment is to just look at the position ranks and take the defense that has the worst, uh, worst rank for uh, that week and pick the, the wide receiver that way. That's very helpful. Thank you. All right. All right. Now I'm done Thanks worrying. To, we're done worrying, and now let's get to our favorite segment of the week where we get on the butt. The bus every single week is where we recap leagues around the central Ohio area. If you want your league to be on the bus, we'll recap your standings for you. We'll talk about your team names. We'll talk some smack. Let us do it for you. You can email us at this fantasy life podcast at gmail.com. And if you didn't know, we are probably the only people in the central Ohio area that offer this uh, service for you so that you don't have to do it. There is zero evidence of any other podcast in existence about this very topic. I listen to Uh, a lot of podcasts. Our friend Tyler sit in his standings. He unfortunately took a loss. He's down at three and two. He's behind Rhinos, Raiders, who's at four and oh, and Doughboys at five and oh. Um, Mac attack at three and two as well. The big boys three and two. Uh, behind him is Juju at two and three. My Johnson at one and four. And the Godfather, Paula Hans, over there at O and five. Our good friend Chris, my father-in-law Steve. Uh, Chris got a last-minute win with. Oh no, actually, he took his first loss. I'm sorry, he took his first loss. He is at four and one. Chris needed a a, a Monday night miracle. He was looking for Keenan Allen uh, to get some points. But unfortunately, as we know, Keenan uh, got hurt during that game. Uh, my father-in-law lost Dak um, with the injury. Uh, but luckily, right behind him, he has Aaron Rodgers in the wings, ready to start for fantasy life. Um, but he uh, took a loss as well. He's over there at one and four. Uh, the Columbus Muni lot got their first loss as well. Um, so no undefeated teams over there. Uh, Jay's at four and one in front of Polar Bears at two and three. Brandon at one and four in that division. And as we hinted earlier, Paul Jenny Memorial League is back with the standings dun, in the dun, bus. Dun. Um, uh, here we go. Before uh, you start gonna... reading those team names off, just a, a note to anybody who has family listening to the podcast, you may want to uh, have them taken out of the room. Yes, all of those uh, minivans that are cruising along 270 <laughs> listen to this fantasy life with some youngins in the back. Uh, you can go ahead and mute this. Um, so DJ, our good friend, is Steamers, the WR2. He is leading the league at four and one. Uh, but behind him is Man Taylor at three and two and Helicopter Dunk at two and three. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Daniel is at two and three as well. Um, Not really doing a great job with this. He's an animal and friends. Um, only fans is at three and two. Uh, Masket or casket is at three and two as well. Um, <laughs> That's not bad though. Condoms is at two and three also. And um, uh, boom boom is at one and four. Is that uh, condoms with an of- M or condoms with an N? Um, I'll leave it up to your imagination. Okay. Um, but Boom Boom is at one and four. Um, luckily for them, no zero and five teams over there. They're all pretty good at fantasy football. Holy moly! The last league that I have to recap is my other league uh, with our friends Tyler and Jason, who we're going to hear from later. Um, and the standings over there. I took my first loss, unfortunately, by oh. one point. To all in my feelings, it was rough. I needed just a little bit from Traquan Smith, and I couldn't even get that. Oh, so I'm at four and one over there. Um, Steel Curtain is still leading the way at 5-0. and oh. Behind me is Raider Nation at 3-2. and two. Tyler, Tineal for real at 3-2. and two. Return of the Pack at 3-2. and two. Then All My Healings at 2-3. and three. Motor City Convicts 2-3. and three. Um, And our good friend Bethany at 0-5 oh still can't Bethany. buy a win. Motor City Convicts making a comeback? 
they're on a one-game winning streak. So right. maybe it was a fluke. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, Return of the Pack is on a two-game winning streak. Um, and uh, Straight Cash Home, we started off hot. They lost three in a row. Was there, was there anybody on your bench that you could have started that you would have uh, made up that one point? Oh, gosh. It's almost like you want to pinpoint this specifically. Well, I just want you to go uh, bad. Yeah, I'm actually going to look at that. Um, but as I'm doing that, King, I think you have a league on the bus you want to update with us, right? Absolutely. Over in the good old times, uh, KJ and Nick leading the way at four and one apiece. Uh, Tony and Stepbro, as well as Miles Not Yards, uh, <laughs> down there at three and two. Uh, Team Donnie and Not Your Mexican at two and three, mm. along with Make Football Great Again at two and three. Uh, and then me and the Colonel, uh, the battle of the bottom this week as we face off. Uh, Ooh, both at I one saw a four. video like that. <laughs> Hello? Brandon, we lost you. <laughs> what? Brandon, please keep talking. <laughs> that was it. That was, that was the end of the, the rankings. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm really more of a fan of Battle of the Bottom as part nine, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the first one's a classic. Uh, um, to answer my your face question, is kind of yeah. red. I mean, so I, this is the league where I had Michael Thomas in on Sunday and I had to start somebody else for the Monday night game. Mm. Um, so I was kind of in a pickle, as it were. Um, but if I would have started uh, over there, I have Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins. But I wouldn't have known that to do that before Sunday. So. Gotcha. Yeah. We were jammed. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Ronid. Get on the bus. This Fantasy Life podcast at gmail.com. We can make a stop in your neighborhood. John, I've been dreading this segment all episode, <laughs> but I think it's time to talk about some injuries. Okay. Ah! What? What is it? I got a splinter! <laughs> <laughs> so Tyler Eifert is still concussed. Those Bengals must have really done a number on him. Noah Fant is questionable. Nick Chubb is still out for several weeks. Austin Eckler has a hammy. Dalvin Cook is now out. That's new. Fournette might be back. Zach Moss has a toe. Carlos Hyde is out and LaShawn are is questionable and the Sean McCoy is questionable, but nobody cares. John Ross, John Brown, and, and uh, Chris Godwin are still questionable. And Michael Thomas is going to be back if he can keep from beating people up. Julio Jones is questionable and questionable, and it looks like Devontae Adams is going to make a return this week. Um, Keenan Allen, as we said, has back spasms, and just when you thought Pittsburgh Steeler Dante Johnson might be something, he hasn't been practicing. DJ Chark hasn't been practicing. Hey, Chris, if you could yeah. – would you just prefer to stay home and get paid millions of dollars? Oh, yes, I would. Well, there, are, there are some people just like you, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, all uh, are hurt once again, and A.J. Green as well. In fact, they even have this, the, uh, this destination to say A.J. Green has no timetable to return. Those guys have figured life out. Sam Donald has a sprained AC, but it, he's hopeful to be out there. Tyrod Taylor still questionable, gasping for breath somewhere out there. Drew Locke is going to be ready to face the Pats. So, Broncos, your life may be better. Of course, then there's Melvin Gordon. But Kyle Allen may be back, but Alex Smith. And Dwayne Haskins is questionable. And you know what? I didn't even know this. Baker Mayfield has ribs, and it could be a problem. Uh, Jimmy G, future Hall of Famer Jimmy G, is listed as questionable. A truer statement was never spoken. Uh, Dak Prescott had surgery on what Tony Romo thought might be a bad cramp. Uh, well, next up, the gingerbread bread man. Uh, and that is the injury report for this week. Um, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't just skim over that Dak injury. Like, it was like all the other injuries. It was a cramp. It definitely was not. It was a cramp. Um, Tony Romo said it was, was a cramp. That was painful to watch. Painful to watch. Indeed. He did have surgery. Uh, the nice thing about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, that Dallas Cowboys organization is honorable. And Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, they both said he's still going to make bank when he comes back. This isn't going to change the way they pay him. And most of the doctors are saying that uh, generally you can come back from this. Uh, so uh, they're, they're still hopeful. Uh, Stephen Jones said that um, you know, Dak was going to be the starting quarterback next year. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure that Jerry Jones' first thought was not about money. There's no way. Well, it might have been like, oh, glad I didn't pay him this year. But <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Now, here's here's the thing, and like you said, that injury is really, really bad, and it was gruesome, mm-hmm. and I can not I can barely watch it more than once without getting kind of nauseous. Uh, and the fact that he actually put his foot back in place, um, and the, the doctors <laughs> – the doctor said his ankle was dislocated and they relocated it on the field. That's why he's wearing a cast. And we thought he was crying because he was out for the season, but perhaps it was different. But I have never really been a Dak fan. I think that he's, I think that he has a lot of really good skills, but much like the guy who thought he had a cramp when the going got gets tough, I feel like he gives the ball up too many times. And I actually believe that maybe the gingerbread man is going to be able to do better than Dak Prescott in getting these Cowboys turned around. I love that prediction. Nobody uh, can see this but us, but King, you're raising your hand. You have a question. Yes, I do. Um, John, do you remember the last nine years of Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals football? Yes, but I don't think it's fair for you to blame that all on Andy Dalton when all Andy Dalton had to work with was A.J. Green. He is not, and we know that the um, the Bengals were not paying anybody. They weren't going to do anything to keep anybody good on their team. So when he's like like we said with Le'Veon, when he's around a team that has quality receivers, quality players, uh, I think he's going to he's going to pull a Nick Foles. Yeah, I think this could make the Dallas Cowboys focus more on uh, the guy they did pay a bunch of money to, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, and you'll become a more running focused, safe. Um, you know, like focused team in that regard. And yeah, I think that's a great prediction. Um, but man, I, I mean, I watched that injury too many times. As you know, my, my wife's a surgical nurse, not much impressed with her, but even she was able to squirt out a little, ow. <laughs> she Which we that thought was funny sideways. because she's actually seen legs removed. Yeah. So yeah. And that was, was not good. But like Tony Romo said, gotta hope it's a cramp. Gotta hope it. I'm so, I still have my fingers crossed. All right, John, give us a preview of our league going into week six. Next week in week six, the Puppet Master at three and two is facing Fuller. Boom. Uh, at two and three. Uh, so this is a matchup of teams with very similar records. Fuller looking to get to 500. Puppet Master looking to make a little distance between him and some other teams. The undefeated auto draft is playing the river, which I didn't know that uh, yeah, that this person was so religious that they liked that radio station. But the river is four and one. <laughs> Auto draft is undefeated, so this is a chance for the river to uh, to drop that first loss on auto draft and make us all feel better because we all are concerned that we drafted and spent a lot of time thinking about it. And he auto drafted. <laughs> uh, Donnie the dump truck is facing me. Of uh, we're both at three and two, and I want to put a smackdown on him to get to five hundred and start to at least compete a little bit. Zeke Alik versus Peach Fuzz. He's on a five-game losing streak. Zeke, you've got to be the favorite for that. And the Commish, with what looks like a horrible team, is playing with only one win, is playing Hude Blow, who's 3-1-1 one, and one now. And I'm, I'm predicting that the Commish gets his second win. Whoa! Yep. I mean, I was beating the Commish without Derrick Henry going into last five games. So... Had a bad week. I tell you. Had a bad week. Yep. All right, let's wrap this sucker up with segments that we have done since the very beginning. Let's first talk about guys that we love. I love the guy. King, the Kinginator, the Kingster, King Ling Ding Ding. Who do you love? <laughs> King Dong. Uh, you know what I don't know is those, those nicknames. <laughs> Once again, um, if you have a nickname for King, please email us. <laughs> this Fantasy Life Podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. Make or, you copy. Maybe you don't. That would also be fine. <laughs> um, I actually like Robert Woods this week. Um, okay. Really any of the Rams receivers. Wow. Uh, I know. <laughs> Man, you were dumping wow. all over those 49ers today. Unbelievable. Here's the thing. I did not realize they were playing the 49ers when I mm-hmm. came up with this player. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I do see that now, but the Rams have kind of been on a roll. Um, Woods and Cup have both looked really good. I, like, I think they're going to keep on keeping on, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you do, King. I bet you do. Um, I love somebody who I loved during the draft, and Johnny 
snatched him away one pick ahead of me. And has not had like an amazing season, but he's kind of kind of turned the corner in the last couple of games. That's your boy Hollywood Marquise Brown over in Baltimore. Uh, he's finally turned it on. Uh, had 19 points last week, and the Ravens are playing the team that is in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, they're playing the Eagles. Eagles are bad. Um, so I can only look to see a Marquise Brown continue to light up those lights. I love him. John, and I do have do Hollywood, love? and I have a lot of receivers, and I also have Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, so I have too many Ravens. So if somebody really Uh-oh. thinks they like Hollywood, uh, he would be open. I would be open for some trading. 19 points last week. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. Who do you love, John? The guy I love. And uh, just to counter Brandon, let's put some mustard on that hot dog. Mustard is a mustard against those 16th-ranked Rams. The 49ers have the 23rd-ranked total passing offense. Jimmy G, as great as he looks, should probably not put that ball in the air anymore. So uh, give it to mustard. Let him run all over that Rams defense and get you some points. Yep, Mustard was the only good thing about last week's game. He looked great. He is so freaking fast. He's excellent. Um, Unfortunately, we love some guys, but we also hate some guys. Oh, I hate that guy. Alluded to it earlier, but um, as we uh, are have some confidence and hope in the Red Rifle over there in Dallas, um, I do think the passing game is going to suffer, <laughs> just a touch. Um, <laughs> So, like we were telling Brandon earlier with his worry about his receivers, I think Gallup is going to be a solid, solid person for um, Andy Dalton. But Amari Cooper is that big play guy, and he was already, like, he's having an okay season. He had an okay season last year, very boomer bust. Um, and I just don't see Andy Dalton slinging it more than 10 yards <laughs> down to Amari Cooper. Uh, so I'm really worried that Amari Cooper is going to suffer in Dallas. Um, they are playing. They're going up against Arizona Monday night. Arizona, pretty good team. Um, Andy Dalton's first start. Uh, yeah, not loving Amari Cooper. Well, I agree. And if uh, you were watching movies and all you had to watch were movies with Sylvester Stallone in it, and suddenly you woke up and you got to watch all of the Oscar movies for the year, uh, you would be licking your chops to watch every one, right? And Andy Dalton is looking out there going, I have so many options. And you're right, Amari Cooper is more, he's more of, and every team has one and every fantasy team has one. It's that player who they catch the long touchdowns and every so often you get a big points because they get a couple of them or they get long yardage and touches. But uh, he's not the guy you're going to go to like the, uh, like the shorter, uh, pattern receivers john that analogy was a journey my friend i was trying to think of another one most of them were sexually oriented and i didn't think it was appropriate so and don't even hint that stallone movies aren't oscar worthy over the top demolition man are you kidding me Uh, i watched rocky four over the weekend and it was lovely okay I, as you know, I am a, a Stallone fan. I was actually playing to my audience because some of <laughs> some of us here are movie um, aficionados, I guess you would say. Snobs, perhaps, is the word I'm looking for. Even right, I hate that guy. Fly. Guess who it is? Who do you hate? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And what? every time he does well, I hate him more. Uh, But I also hate, uh, this week, I hate Miles Sanders. He scored 23 points against the Steelers. So if you're a Miles Sanders owner, you're probably going, okay, it's time now. But I think those Ravens are going to eat him like carry-on. In my hate point two, uh, Devin Singletary. Brandon, you got to get rid of that boy. He is not going (laughs) to help you. Brandon, who do you hate? Uh, John at the moment. (laughs) Hey, got him. Um, But also Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make better choices. You and if, every Broncos fan. If he plays this week, which he probably won't, um, the Patriots defense, like run defense, is pretty solid. Like, and he hasn't been. He's had some good games, but he hasn't been outstanding. That certainly hasn't been the back we thought he would be. Um, so yeah, I hate that guy. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. All right, uh, let's. In the show, but first we have to go and check the mail. Mail time! 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 Mail
you can get in our bag, the mail bag. You can send us some worries. You can ask for advice. You can talk some smack over at this fantasy life podcast at gmail.com. That's exactly what our good friend Jason did. Uh, he sends us a missive. He says, first, I've got to talk some smack. Well, you have to, but here we go. Yeah. Uh, number one, he says, what is happening in San Francisco? Wow. <laughs> Man, you're taking mag- some heat today. The Fitz Magic Fins put a 40 spot on that team. Two exclamation points? Really? Two exclamation points? Chris, was it fun to almost make it to the top? It's like the 2019 Niners and the 28-3 and Falcons are essentially the same team in history. Just a blip. Wow. All right. <laughs> that really, and that really if anybody me. else has any hateful things to say about the 49ers, they can email us at thisfantasylife@gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, they can email us at thisfantasydeath uh, at uh, netscape.net. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Jason has some love for John, too. Number two, John, he says, sorry about your QB. Good news, your oh. team blows anyway. So it really oh. wasn't going to matter this year. Yeah, look at Jason. <laughs> I know you hate my team. Uh, Jason's a Packers fan. So I'll just sit over here and gloat and think about how awesome it is being 4-0 with the most talented quarterback of all time, flinging it around. Douchebag or not, Aaron Rodgers can ball. Okay, first off, that's not a choice. And secondly, just the fact that you're able to admit that you're a Packers fan shows who you are. Um, Should we remind Jason about the NFC Championship game last last year or or not? Probably not. No, I don't think you need to. I'm sure he's wearing that somewhere in his psyche. Yeah. Um, finally, he has some actual um, information here for us. I don't uh, expect it to be very intelligent. Mm. All right. So he has... By the way, Tyler Jason, Lockett. all you got to do is turn them off and turn them back on again. Go ahead. <laughs> Just do a quick reboot. Um, all right. <laughs> that's, so... That's your job. Has an actual question. Um, <laughs> here is his worry. He has Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, and Robbie Anderson, subtle uh, flex here on Jason's part. Um, on one of the teams, he says, obviously, that's too many wide receivers to play each week. Oh, cry me a river. Who drafted for him? He wants to ask, uh, who would you trade and what would you try to get? And it's uh, the league that I'm in with him at our work. Um, so, guys, what's some advice uh, for Jason if we even feel like we want to give him any? Uh, first off, get a new team. And uh, <laughs> new life. yeah, and um, but if uh, the only person having a bunch of running backs, if I was looking to trade a running back with him, the only person that I would be remotely interested in is Devonte Adams, and he's kind of questionable. I mean, the other guys that he has, they're they're kind of in that same boat with everybody else. It's sort of like they're they're all same tier wide receivers. You might have to give up two for somebody who doesn't have any wide receivers, but uh, the wide receiver market isn't horrible. You know, a lot of people have them. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, he definitely needs a running back. Um, he has um, Jacobs, but that's really it. Behind him, he has Devontae Freeman, Damian Harris. Yeah, he does not have very many running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you're going to have to part with one of your studs. I would say, yeah, Devontae Adams um, or even um, – maybe stealing and try and get a running back. I mean, I would say like, would you guys do a Devontae Adams or Thielen for a, at least, you know, second tier running back? I'm thinking about my running backs and who I would give for Devontae Adams. Uh, right now, the only running back, well, um, I might be willing. Uh, well, I have Dondre Swift. I, I, I would do something with him, but he's not really uh, in that uh, category. I wouldn't tra- If I had the wide receivers, I wouldn't trade for him. Um, yeah. Edwards Hilaire right now, I might be looking for a Devontae Adams plus somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, certainly there's nobody there that Aaron Jones would go for. There's nobody there that uh, Johnson would go for. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty questionable uh, who I would give up. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a stud running back, you would have to have two guys at least. Um, but maybe even like a Dobbins, like look to somebody who has, you know, one of the Baltimore running backs and take a, take a gamble on maybe Dobbins and give up somebody for him. Um, well, see, that would be the DeAndre Smith Swift one too, because, right. you know, Peterson's not going to hold on to that very long. And uh, yeah. he, he would wind up being a number one. 
Personally, I would yeah, probably I, keep him just because I think I'll be able to keep him for next year. I think he's one of my keepers. Yeah. King, any advice for Jason? Good luck. <laughs> I, um, I mean, um, I think I think John's right. Like the uh, receiver market is just so much wider than the running back market that I don't know that any of those players are going to be enough to get a decent enough running back. I mean, I think it's almost worth dealing though. Like he definitely needs a running back. So I think you know, finding a team that has at least one extra running back and at least dealing one or two of those guys away, I think is worth it. You just gotta find the the right matchup. Well, part of that is bottom feeding. If you can look at somebody yeah. who has a who is not doing very well and kind of desperate for a win, and the reason they're not doing well is because of their wide receiver market, you might be able to get a better player um, for for them. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, Guys, that, that was a jam-packed episode. Oof. Roller coaster emotion. It was. I'm kind of exhausted. I kind of am too. Um, well, that's it. That is week five in the book. We're going to week six. You know, God help them. The NFL is still playing football. And as long as they're playing football, we're going to be podcasting. <laughs> that's it. That is our goal. All right. Thanks, everybody who participated. Jason, thanks for the email. Um, all of our friends on the bus, Tyler, Chris, and Steve, and DJ, um, thanks for your input. Um, and I think that is it for this week, guys. Well, this week's name for uh, this team was Peach Fuzz. Look forward to next week's name. Uh, and that will be for our league somewhere located in uh, uh, during the next couple of days. And, yeah, I've had a lot of fun, Chris and Brandon. Uh, the king, if you will. Why don't you play us out? I will, but first, Nick Saban. Uh -oh. Get well soon. Brave up. Thank mm -hmm. you.